This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Do you love music? Then you need to visit Shearer's Music Works. From aspiring guitarist to touring pianist, Shearer's caters to musicians of all chords. In store, you'll find an amazing range of instruments and print music, and if your instrument needs a tune-up, they have on-site repair and servicing. Shearer's Music Works on Anglesey Street, Hamilton. Your total music store. Proud sponsor of the Back Porch Bluegrass Show on Free FM. It's a tune called Rosewood Ramble, and it's by the Hamilton County Bluegrass Band. Came in 1969. We recorded that, and I played it on uh, Gibson RB100 banjo, which had a rosewood neck, and that was a ramble around the neck of the banjo. And uh, we all did some good picking. David Calder on mandolin, Colleen Bain, she was then on fiddle, Lindsay Bedoni on bass, and uh, Alan Rhodes playing the rhythm guitar and holding it all together. And that came off an album called Yesterday's gone. Uh, welcome, uh, my name's Paul Trenworth and I'm the host of Back Porch Bluegrass and, and I hope you're going to sit with me for the next hour and uh, listen to what I have here. It's a rather special show today but I'll tell you about that 
after the next song. We're going to have the Bluegrass Album Band from 1983 uh, do an old Jimmy Martin song. Bobby Hicks on fiddle, Tony Rice on guitar and vocals, J.D. Crow on banjo vocals, Jerry Douglas on Dobro, Todd Phillips on bass, Dor Lawson on mandolin and vocals, doing a fine version of Jimmy Martin's Hey Lonesome. Here they come, the Bluegrass Album Band. Absolutely delighted to have in the studio a bandmate from my earliest days of Hamilton County Bluegrass Band. Uh, it's about 1966 that we started, and we had a bass player in Auckland called Sandy McMillan. Hello, Sandy. Hey, nice to see you. Thanks for having me, Paul. Uh, Sandy lives in Vancouver, Canada, and is over visiting friends and visiting New Zealand again to relive a few old times and uh, he's made time to come into the studio and talk to me about some of the things that we did in the earliest days of Hamilton County Bluegrass Band. Well, I could start this. Do you remember how we started? What got us? No. What got us going? Well, I... Uh, well, me and Ellen were You too, yes, but um, I enrolled in University of Auckland and uh, wanted to join some of the clubs and one of the clubs was Folk Sock. Folk Society. That's right, yes. And there's a big theatre and all up there. And what uh, the president and vice president had done was pass around a note saying, put your name down, what do you play? And then they gathered them all up. So here's uh, here's uh, ultimately the band member, David uh, Calder, yes. who was president, and uh, his mate, Leonard Cohen. Yes. <laughs> not, not that Leonard Cohen. Yes. And uh, so David's talking about what we're going to do for this season, what have you, and Len's going through all the papers. And he goes through the papers, and of course I played bass in Vancouver, right. and I put bass down. So David's 
yelling over here, and then says, bass, who's plays bass? Put your hand up. We want to talk to you later. So, <laughs> so I was shanghaied, actually, oh, minding my good. own business, couldn't spell bluegrass yeah. frontwards or backwards yeah. at the time, but it was a chance to meet some people. Yes, and uh, and play. So that's that's kind of how we started. You did a little bit of music with Leonard and David in Auckland, playing bass for them. Yeah, we would do that uh, on Sundays. That we'd do a trio. Yes, and, right. And they and we did that Winyard Tavern a lot. I remember David came down to Hamilton to see his girlfriend down here, huh. and we knew his girlfriend because we used to play oh, Sally, right. yeah. Sally or Sarah Gedge, so, yeah. and and she's a lovely lady. And we, Alan and I, had started playing a little bit of music with her, and she told us her boyfriend was coming down, and he was much better than we were, and and <laughs> and, and, and and we would uh, we would like to see his music. And he came down, and Alan had a mandolin that we'd just started messing around. And David found the mandolin, and we gained a mandolin player, and she lost a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who who came out on top. Oh, on that we, one. <laughs> oh we did pretty well, I thought. And and um, so, but at the, that stage, we we had a bit of a trio occasionally with David, uh, with the banjo, guitar, and the mandolin. That's right. But when we came out to Auckland, we had a, a full-scale bluegrass band, didn't we? Well, you did. I guess I guess David would have introduced Lennon to you, would he? I'm not sure how that happened. Well, I mean, they're best mates, so I'm, I'm yes. thinking that he yes. would have tagged on. I'm sure at that stage, Lennon was playing guitar, yes. and, and, and we decided that we'd love to have a fiddle, but... Leonard playing mouth harp was probably the closest we were ever going to get at, to a at fiddle. At the time, yes, right. Yeah. Mm. And then, and then, who? Leonard was in Teachers College. Was who? Who's Shanghai Colleen? Uh, we shanghaied her from down here. But somebody met her at Teachers College, I thought. Yes, we had a bass player who played music with us in Hamilton. Oh, that's what it was. And, yeah. and, and he said, there's a girl in my course who could play fiddle for you. Oh. Because she knew how to play uh, violin right. well, and she came and listened to our bluegrass. So we had half a bluegrass band down here, yeah. and you guys were in Auckland. But you were the businessman, I think. You and Lena, and you organized things, didn't you? We did. Um but do you remember how we how we got into recording? No. Don't okay. We we just drove up when we were well, told to. <laughs> you you came up and we had a weekend. We might have had a gig. At le we were at a oh yeah I think we had a gig and then somebody held a party afterwards. Come to my house and it was a, a late party and one of the chaps there was a DJ. Right. From the private radio pirate radio stations. Oh, the pirate, that were around. Radio, radio pirate radio hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, radio hierarchy. And he just loved what yeah. we did. Yeah. He was just crazy for us. So he <laughs> he took us down to his studio, his on land studio, yeah. which is about ten feet square. Yes. And jammed us all in there. Yeah. And interviewed us and we played some music for him. And he actually put it out on the air before we had any records or anything. Oh, that's right. And that started to get things going. Was that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was the party that sort of put us on the map. Yeah, we just <laughs> found that we had six people that could play together yeah. and sing different parts. And 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 uh, Alan and I were listening furiously to bluegrass music, and we knew what we wanted to do. And uh, you guys sort of helped us put it together. David had real musical skills yeah, and could listen and, yeah. and put things on. Well, he could read and write, too. That was not... <laughs> <laughs> You're implying that Mu us well, Hamiltonians couldn't? Music. 
<laughs> you mean music, read and oh, write music. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we did this early album, and I seem to remember it was done in January of 1966. Yep. And uh, we did some very basic um, bluegrass on it that was the best we did. I had a frame of Spanjo, but Alan yes, you did. played David's that. Martin guitar. Yep. Colleen had a fiddle. David had borrowed... That's Leonard's aunties. Leonard, that's right, mandolin. And you, you got a, a double bass from this somewhere. This was a 1908 A2 that was in yes. his auntie's cupboard closet in her bedroom. Is that and right? she lent it to us. Oh. Yeah, sweet little mandolin. Yeah, it was. And that was, our, that was our early music. You got a double bass from somewhere. Well, I did. I basically, <laughs> I didn't have any money. I was a student. <laughs> and uh, we needed a bass. So I went down to Louis Edie's yes. <clears throat> on Queen Street. And, and they had, I said, Did you have basses? Yeah, we have six sitting there, just sitting there. I said, listen, I'll make a deal. Lend me a bass, and I'll, <clears throat> I'll get the bass around. We'll play it at the folk clubs. People will yes. see it and raise it, and maybe we can sell some basses for you. And the fools believe me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I walked off with one of their basses, and about two years later they said, oi, we need that back. We've, <laughs> we sold all the rest of them. So, Is that when we had to buy the blonde one? That's right. Where did we get that? No, it was a, we got that. For, I think we had the uh, Folk Society pay for that one. <laughs> <laughs> from the university. Ah. There was one in there that we had. Yes. Yeah. D- d- was, uh, I didn't have a blonde one. I think... Uh, I think uh, That blonde one, did that go to Lindsay? I think uh, Lindsay had Lindsay one. was uh, it first. I, I don't think it was That's the one that I've got now. Yeah. 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 So okay. that was the story on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we'll play a track off this. Sure. Um, and uh, tell, tell us about Miss Liza Jane. I don't know a whole lot about it. I know that Alan, the lead singer, did a lovely job on it. And I believe he was doing a frailing it's, style. It's a, good, it's a good old-timey style yeah, uh, song that we got off uh, an album called uh, Old Time Banjo Project. Was Not it? Old Time String Band Project. Oh, I know, I know that album. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. got that album, yeah. Old Time String Band Project. Yeah. And Alan always did a good job of uh, singing it. Let's have a listen to see what we did when we were... Uh, very young looking 20 year olds <laughs> that'll be fun
and my gold watch and chain. Give me my umbrella case of my rain. Give me the clothes that I'll pay for too. Hoo hoo. Jump in the trunk and hand me the thing. Give me back my gold diamond ring and tell Mr. Brown that you're rescued. All up in you. Hoo hoo. Throw up your hands, babe. I'm a gonna go. I was a good man while I had the dough. So it's Well, there's a bit of quality music for you. <laughs> boy, oh boy, that, that takes me back. I'll tell you. I'm not sure that we had bass on that track. I don't. I couldn't hear it. If we did, I wasn't playing very loudly or probably very well. We were. We were. Qu- quite pedantic about things we knew nothing about in those days (laughs) and we think if it was old time we shouldn't have had bass on it that probably would have been the call yeah that would have been the call but we we did have a group sound and we tried very hard but uh, I remember we listened to those old timey records that came out on Electra but we also found Mm. the Dillards that's right. And yeah. they they were a whole different slant uh, on things, and they had some wonderful songs. And uh, they really influenced our repertoire, uh, both in the fast tunes, the banjo tunes, uh, the harmonies. I think Dave really loved the harmonies. And uh, did, they did a great job, and we tried to get a Dillards-y sort of sound. Well, and you, the band evolved with as the Dillards evolved. But the Dillards started with... Hillbilly, bluegrass music in <clears throat> Missouri. Yes, and then they ended up in California. Yes, and they went all Hollywood, and they were part of the Bakersfield sound. Yes, yeah. yeah. And they, then they started playing new wave bluegrass, and a lot yeah. of the material that, that we did and you did after I left was was new grass. We, we did follow the <laughs> the Dillards and their different uh, band right. styles. Dean Webb was uh, reputed for uh, teaching the Eagles their harmonies. Oh, really? The mandolin player yeah, who I know used who to work was. out there. Harmonies. He's an amazing mandolin player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and he taught. He he set up the harmonies Did for the really? West Coast bands. Really? Oh, I, I knew he was producing. I knew yeah, he yeah. was producing some bands or something. Oh, as well. yeah, just a wonderful, yeah. just a wonderful player. Well, we did uh, a song on that, and uh, there's one called "There Is a Time," which is possibly one of the best bluegrass songs ever written. It always gets a good hearing whenever we play it yeah, in my band. You still play it in your yeah, band? Yeah. yeah. We still do it with Hamilton County, too. Yeah. yeah. One of my bands is a string band in Vancouver, and uh, they love it. Uh, uh, well, they, they'd never heard it before. Should we hear our version sure. of it from, the, from that, those days? That'd be great. I, believe, I recall it was a good version. Yes. <laughs> it might even have some bass in it. It might. <laughs> Born. There is a time for us to wonder 
When time is young and so are we The woods are green, they're old beyond them The path is new, the world is free are fallen, the woods are grey, the paths are old, the snow will come and geese are calling, and we need fire against the cold. There is a time for us to wander, when time is young and so are we, the woods are green and old yonder, the path is new, the world is free. just talking in the background about the song I'm not entirely sure that uh, that's going to enhance our reputation but it's a good song I think I it worry. even survived that treatment I think so I have a story to tell about this album okay that uh, you may remember you may not we were trying to work on a cover for the album and I was working on it and trying to give some idea to whoever festival mm-hmm. as to what it should look like <clears throat> so I, I said it should be this, it should be a, a fence, wooden fence, it should be an oval kind of old-timey picture frame. And they, yeah, so I said, all right. So I went home and got some wallpaper. That's wallpaper. Stuck it to an old album, got Letraset, put it on here, screwed it up, if you notice, between the A and the yes, S yes. in there, laid this out, found this, put the picture in, and said there, and Festival said, right. And they photographed it and took it. <laughs> they never bothered to reset it. That's the mock-up. Oh. Even with the error in it, so it, 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 it's a dis- distinctive cover. It is a distinctive cover. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's a mock-up that you did so the artist could make a nice job of it. And they decided to bypass that and just plunk it in. And that's Leonard's living room down in Parnell. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. <sighs> and we're all standing on the on the cover with stone faces because that's what the Dillards did that's in right. their uh, that's right. live almost album. Were we ever that young? My goodness. Yeah. Well, we'd been playing bluegrass music about a year at that stage. Had we? Yeah. And, uh, and we had some ingredients there. That oh, yeah. banjo playing is possibly some of the worst that has been on the show. But, well, we fired him, didn't we? And then hired you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, we had we had some fun. good times, and uh, as as you will know, the the band grew to strength and strength, and we got to all sorts of things. But um, I think the combination that we had in those early days it just happened to be 
the right people at the oh, right time. So much fun. Yeah, it was. You know, you guys, Alan and I wouldn't have done that without the sort of business-like approach well, of you and Leonard and the musical approach of David. I don't think we would have put the music together, much and all as we liked Bluegrass. Probably, and, and the op- then we created the opportunities to play. Yes. And got more big city opportunities for yeah. money, yeah. all those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, so and we couldn't be found that, helped, that we could make money. Guys. Yeah. Help your growth, the two of you. Yes. To tie into that. Yeah. And it was such fun. It really was. Oh, much well. more fun than studying at university. How did the studies go? Not as well as the music. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Back Porch Bluegrass. I'm your host, Paul Trenworth, and I'm talking with a, an old friend of mine and the very first bass player for the Hamilton County Bluegrass Band. And I'm delighted to have him visiting from Vancouver over in New Zealand here. Um, big shout out to all the people listening on podcasts, particularly those listening on podcasts in uh, around Canada the, and the radio stations around Canada. Thanks very much for having the show. We started off with a Canadian in our band, uh, so there's a real link that we have there to the music. Uh, all the people listening on podcasts, all different parts of the world, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we're sponsored by Shearer's Music Works, big music store in Hamilton, great place to get uh, instruments and things like that. Let's get back to talking with Sandy. Uh, and you, uh, you went back to Vancouver. I went back to Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Yeah, okay. I was, I'd come from Toronto. That's right. Yes. At the time, and I went back into my father's business, construction business. Okay. Yeah. And, and did that, and that was it till 1993 when we oh, had, okay. had the reunion. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, in 1993, we had what we considered to be the 25-year reunion for Hamilton County, and uh, John Raphael bankrolled it. That's right, bless his heart. Yeah, and uh, Sandy came back from Vancouver then, and uh, people gathered from all around, oh, yeah. and we, at that point, we decided it was so much fun that we should keep playing, and uh, and we set up basically a, a Hamilton City version of the band with yeah. my older son, Jeremy, yeah. playing bass. Well, you decided we would do this, and I think everybody said yes right away. When yeah. You pitched the idea, and then you sent us tracks. You did a set list. That's right. And yes. sent the tracks. And, of course, at that stage in my life, I wasn't playing music. I was downtown in a blue suit. and uh, But I went and rented a bass from Long McQuaid, which is like Louis Edes. Okay. I rented a student bass and played that thing for two months yes. with your tracks in the den, driving my wife crazy yes. with earphones on. Uh, but I was able to come back and actually play. Oh, you I did a here. fine job. Yeah. yeah. And I had to pick that up. Well, it was fun. It was a nice goal to look forward to. That's led led to you continuing to play bass, hasn't it? it that's right. Yeah. yeah. Tell, uh, tell me about your music now. Well, I put it down and picked it up again about 12 years ago. I decided I wanted to play bass again. So I yes. scouted around one of the music stores and found a 1969K bass right. uh, uh, that was sitting there on uh, consignment. Some landlady had her tenant skip <laughs> the rent and left this old base. So it was painted brown, which mm. was rather nice at the mm. time. So I eventually bought it and refinished it and been playing that. Yes. And uh, as as you know, there's lots of guitarists around, mm. and uh, and lots of them play better guitar than I do. Uh, but bass is nice to have, and you get mm. asked you get asked back and asked to play. So I'm in three bands now. <laughs> three bands. Um, uh, uh, an Englishman. Who does lovely ballads and old-timey uh, Stones and Hank Williams and oh, that kind? Yes. Of, he's got a beautiful baritone voice. Yes. And I play with three other guys and and Alan. That's an Alan. Yeah. The other band is a country band. It's a Bakersfield right. sound band. Yes. So it's yes. all 
Dwight Yoakam and Merle Haggard, and mm. it's a it's a fine band. It's a real. And you're still playing the double bass in yep. the country band, yep. yeah? Yep. Okay. And my wife Andrea and her girlfriend Connie have a girl sister act that they sing yes. girl harmony act, and I back them. Oh, cool! On the, I'm not allowed to sing. Though, no, but, uh, no, yeah. But I back them on that bass. Yeah. Uh, was was um, Vancouver and Canada hit by the COVID oh. stuff of the last couple of years? <clears throat> Absolutely, it's been disastrous for uh, yeah. industry, commerce, small business. Um, what it did do, and I'm sure it did here, was show people that they could work from the off away from the office. Yes, and it's made a huge change. Yes, in people who have actually moved out of the city, moved to smaller areas where they could afford a house. Yes, get their kids out of an apartment downtown yes. and still work every day. Um, from remotely, yeah. that's, that's been a big thing. Well, I think that's happening here too. And uh, I know, as far as the music that I was playing uh, in my Irish band, Real Men, and in Hamilton County Bluegrass Band, we had occasional gigs, and also with my two boys with the Treadwiths, uh, we've played. The gigs disappeared. Yeah, gigs disappeared. Yep. They're gradually coming back, but um, people still don't like crowds very much. No. We, we still have a lot of people in masks and a lot of people avoid uh, big big crowds. We had, my wife and I, Andrea, have a, a old 1925 Heritage House, yes. uh, an arts and crafts thing with a large living room, and we were running house concerts ah, for nice. five years. And we could pack 50 people yes. in that room, and we had some really good, you know, folk-famous artists yes. that were around and a good audience, and we made good money for the artists. And, yeah. Well, that's all gone away. Yeah, because everybody was cheek to jowl, front to back in the room, and nobody wanted to do that. I anymore. love those house concerts. I didn't have them in my house because I'd only be able to have three people. Three chairs. That's yes, right. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to someone else's house yeah. that held 50 this, people. This was great fun. Yes. But now that we're out of the business, I have 50 chairs for sale. They're in the, ba in the basement. <laughs> And f four dozen wine glasses. <laughs> anyway, it was good fun while it lasted. Yeah, I'm delighted that you're still playing music. Cool. And um, uh, those early days were just really good fun. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they really, they really were. were. And, uh, they, it's amazing that what you do when you're 20 or early 20s um, still comes back to haunt you in your 70s. So. Well, it's an honor to be asked at this age. Yeah. Good Lord. You know yeah. how, how fortunate I am to be able to do this at my age? And, yeah, and that's right. And really to be appreciated yeah. for that and have all the the nervousness and the tenseness and the getting together and doing the show and all yeah. that's over yeah. and uh, waiting to get another show. It's, okay. it's just it's so much fun. It keeps your life. Yeah. Shall I, shall I take it out with uh, another selection or can you not stand it? Oh, sure. What do you got? Uh, Oh, I'm going to play a track from uh, An Evening at the Poles Apart Folk Club. Remember That's the right. Poles Apart Curly, Folk Club? Curly, Curly Del Monte. Yeah. And he provided uh, the, a concert venue for lots of folkies, sure including the Hamilton County Bluegrass Band. Yep. Here we are playing live. I think we had two microphones, and uh, John <laughs> Raphael would have been recording it. And it's a classic old bluegrass tune yep. called My Homes Across the Blue Ridge Mountains. Let's see what it sounds like. This is an old, very old hillbilly tune from the Blue Ridge Mountain region and it's called My Homes Across the Blue Ridge Mountains.
Well, there's some good bass notes in that one. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I was young and nervous, I guess. I'm playing ahead of the beat yes. and rather than b behind the beat, which is what I've learned to do, which is much more interesting. But um, still no, it was a bit of stalking. We were getting a bit more sophisticated. Yeah. I'm playing my uh, Gibson RV 100 banjo. And Colleen and, was playing better. She's yeah. more used to it. And David was doing some picking, good picking yeah. on that. Yeah. And yeah, that's all good. I often wondered whether Colleen's mother ever forgave you. For taking a first-class classical violinist and turning into bluegrass, she uh, was a delightful lady, and, and she would be very supportive of everything that Colleen did. And I would probably never know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sure they were slightly shattered that uh, their daughter joined a bunch of hoodlums uh, <laughs> carrying in instruments around downtown Auckland late at night Absolutely. Uh, and that was not the, the concert scene no. depicted for their star daughter <laughs> yeah. no it's pie card at 11 at night after a gig remember <laughs> she was a good spirit um, look uh, Sandy it's been really good having That's you in fun. here and I've enjoyed uh, listening to you talk about some of these early days that we shared yeah yeah, I have too. It's a treasure. I'm, I'm going to put this together in a show, and, and other people are going to get to share it with me, whether they like it or not. That's great. Do I get money for, money for this? <laughs> uh, the checks in the mail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Well, I was absolutely delighted to have Sandy in the studio with me, and we did a little bit of talking while the music was going on and behind the scenes, etc. One of his favourite bands uh, around Vancouver is, of course, the the Jaybirds, uh, uh, John Rushman and the Jaybirds, and they play some fine bluegrass. I heard them at uh, the Grass Valley Festival in California and really enjoyed their music. Sandy knows them, and uh, and 
really enjoys their music too. So what could be better than playing a song from John Roshman and the J-Boos? The one I've selected is from the album Stella J's, and I've played the song on air before. It's a great song, Old Tude, and they have modified it to suit their style. Her bright smile haunts me still. Um, it's got Trisha Gagnon doing the lead uh, vocals, uh, John Roshman doing the harmony and playing mandolin. Trisha plays bass. Jim Nunnally on guitar. Nick Hornbuckle on banjo. Uh, unique two-finger style. And Greg Spetz on fiddle. And here's this beautiful old song, Her Bright Smile Haunts Me Still.
my sight While the stars their vigil keep When I close my keen eyes Sweet dreams my memory fill And from sleep when I arise Her bright smile haunts me still Sleep when I arrive. Her bright smile haunts me still. just love the music in that uh, song it's got a real nice flow to it and uh, they do a great job of the vocals there her bright smile haunts me still from john rushman and the jaybirds i'd like to tell you that you need to go to facebook if you want to find out the running list on this show every week it's posted up on facebook back porch bluegrass nz and uh, type that into your facebook search and you'll come up with the page and uh, my son jeremy puts up the uh, running list there and you can find out which album the songs have come off and uh, what date they were recorded or released and um, just general information about it Please feel free to comment, and if you want to contact me, of course, you can do it through paultrenworth at gmail.com, and that comes directly to me, or you can get me through FreeFM at 89.0, just through their webpage on there. Um, what else? Let's have some uh, very contemporary bluegrass from the Cody Norris show. Their album is all suited up, and there's uh, several different photos of them on the cover, and they're wearing different outfits each time. They're right into their bright suits. Uh, look like a bunch of uh, late 20-year-olds, maybe early 30s, and they play real hard-driving, old-fashioned bluegrass, and it's uh, got some great sounds on this album. Um, so the song that I've selected is Ken Tucky Darling, Cody Norris, Rhythm and Lead Guitar, Mary Rachel Nally Norris on fiddle and a little bit of mandolin and harmony vocals, Josiah Tyree on banjo and uh, Charlie Lohman on bass and uh, they had a little bit of help on uh, the odd song but not on Kentucky uh, Darling. Here comes Cody Norris, the Cody Norris show all suited up, Kentucky Darling.
Time bluegrassy sound there from Co- the Cody Norris show. I've got to get used to saying the Cody Norris show. Uh, Sandy and I did uh, lots of talking uh, in the couple of days that uh, he was here and, and through Hamilton. There, too, he and his wife Andrea are touring around. And uh, one of the subjects we got onto was Colleen Trenworth uh, and her fiddle playing, uh, which. Sandy always really loved and her work at East Tennessee State University and Sandy recounted to me that uh, uh, he had recently met Ainsley Porchek who is a wonderful fiddle player uh, that um, was at East Tennessee State University in the uh, Bluegrass and Old Time program, worked with Colleen and uh, of course I've got some albums there from that Aaron Frosty Foster recorded an album called Opening Doors and uh, I actually played music with uh, Frosty and had a great time doing so and um, he's got Ainsley playing fiddle on uh, some of the tracks of his album. She is a fine fiddle player. She worked uh, with Colleen and, and as I understand it, has taken over Colleen's position at East Tennessee State University. Well, I'm going to feature Frosty doing a, a tune called The Pike County Breakdown. Frosty is a fine guitar player and he's got some help from Adam Steffi on mandolin, Brandon Green on banjo, uh, Jamie Carter on bass and Ainsley Porchak on fiddle. Here's the old Pike County Breakdown.
fine guitar picking going on there and mandolin playing and a little bit of fiddle playing from Aisley Porchek and uh, we just might hear from her a little bit later or in another show some great fiddle playing there uh, Dor Lawson's always been one of my favourites and uh, from his album Lonely Street I'd like to play a classic old Marty Robbins tune from the 1950s that Doyle has really done a work on here and <laughs> has made it into a great bluegrass song um, and uh, it's all set up on the turntable here um, If you can you call it a turntable when it's a CD? Call me up and I'll come calling on you. Dor Lawson on mandolin and baritone vocal. Darren Beachley, guitar and lead vocal. Carl White on the bass and the low tenor. Joey Cox on the banjo. Josh Swift on the resophonic guitar. And Brandon Godman on the fiddle. Call me up and I'll come calling on you. <laughs> It's a great sound from Dor Lawson and Quicksilver. That high, high lead that he often has in his band sounds great. Well, it's just about time to finish up this episode of Banjo uh, for Back Porch Bluegrass. I uh, hope you've really enjoyed listening to it, as I loved having Sandy in the studio with me, and it was great to talk and uh, 
reminisce about some of the early times and the very much of starting of a bluegrass band who really had no idea what they were doing apart from what they uh, heard on record. So I hope you enjoy that too. Uh, I found a track on uh, Frosty's album. Uh, it's a classic bluegrass track written by Johnny Bond. Uh, it's called I Wonder Where You Are Tonight and it's got Ainsley Borchak and Colleen Trenworth playing fiddle. So here's for you, Sandy, two of your favourite fiddle players and I hope they do a nice break on it. Uh, Thanks for listening everybody. See you next week. Upon my window pane tonight And though your love was even colder I wonder where you are And said you care Now you have gone and found another Someone who knows the love we share Well that rain is cold and slowly falling Upon my window pane tonight And though your love was even colder I wonder where you are tonight Cry with all my mind Though you could see the pain within me That lingers in my heart tonight Well that rain is cold and slowly falling Upon my window pane tonight And though your love was even colder I wonder where you are tonight Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. 
Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.